0: Hello and welcome to a very special episode of Childhood Remastered. This is the podcast where we look back at the cartoons of our youth and uh, see if they're still worth a damn. Or not. Or not, which all too often is the case. My name is Sean. And I'm Chris. And today we are going to be looking at a PSA from 1990 called Cartoon All-Stars to the Rescue. Well, you look like three fine lads. You know, I might have something here you'd like to try. Something to make you feel real good. There's a million wild and wonderful ways to say no. No thanks. No thanks. Way. Better learn a few and take wherever you go. No thanks, no sir. If you pound it, let's get high. Here's a practical reply. Go ahead, let's lie, spit right in his eye and say hey. no.
1: so fun. this is a very special episode this is our 20th episode i this, believe
0: this is our this is technically our 20th episode if you don't count our intro episode yes so 20th episode
1: and we decided to do something a little interesting today a little different and so we are doing the
0: cartoon all-stars to the rescue which debuted april 21st 1990 yeah and if and if you are a child of the 80s or the early 90s um, born in the 80s or in the 70s, whatever, you are very familiar with the PSA. It was something that was that was just rampant in cartoons. It was stuff that happened at the end of cartoons. You would have PSAs about anything from I remember one from Ninja Turtles where they told you to turn off the water while you're brushing your teeth, to one from GI Joe of don't hide in anything that can be locked. You know, it, it, it's stuff for it's stuff for safety. It's stuff for any kind of topic really. It's just. I- Public betterment.
1: I think, you know, you uh, you hit the nail on the head with G.I. Joe. That is the, the most iconic uh, example of, of the PSA just for the sake of the PSA. This, however, is a full 30-minute PSA that was financed by McDonald's and the Ronald McDonald Children's Charities. And it was simulcast on all four major U.S. TV networks. ABC, CBS, NBC, and Fox. And most independent TV stations. And uh, most uh, cable networks. So McDonald's distributed a VHS production later by Buena Vista Home Video, which is
0: through Disney. Disney. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And it it opened uh, with a video intro from the then U.S. President George H.W. Bush, his, his wife, wife Barbara, Barbara, and their dog Millie. <laughs> and uh, that that in and of itself makes us just a just an absolute gem of a time capsule.
0: Now, if you think about the time period, and I, I don't know if you went through this, but I know I did. I think it was sixth grade. Uh, we had our D.A.R.E. graduation. Oh, we the had, D.A.R.E. program. Yeah, yeah. We had the, the D.A.R.E. program was in full effect in the 90s, and that's when I remember it. We actually had a full-on graduation where we got certificates and T-shirts, and this was something that was part of that program. That this drug awareness, drug, just say no, Nancy Reagan's campaign for for drug use or anti-drug use is a just say no campaign. This is sort of an offshoot of that. Well, with the mention of D.A.R.E., we're going to discuss
1: our first beer. uh, Which is Einstock, Icelandic Arctic Pale Ale.
0: Yes. I was very excited to get this beer because in a few short days, we are actually going to be traveling to Iceland, my fiance and I. We are uh, very excited to go there. Uh, It's going to be a fun trip. We're going to be there for about two weeks. And we are going to see all of the great sights of Iceland. It's going to be a little cold because it's getting to be that part of the season, but we are we are well stocked in our. Well,
1: I enjoy the idea of us drinking beer while watching something a PSA on booze and, and
0: drugs. Yeah. So I I,
1: if only I, we if only we had gotten high or something while we watched this. If only. If uh, all,
0: no. It, it is California.
1: <laughs> I guess we could have if we wanted to um, Med- medically right. Yeah. Medically. Right. Well, not for too much longer. There's a oh, yeah, a I'm voting wrong. referendum soon. Right. So this was produced by Southern Star Productions and Academy of Television Arts and Sciences Foundation, who are the ones who do the Emmys. And it was animated by Wang Film Productions, who we have discussed several times here on the show. They are the ones who did the actual animation for Thundercats, DuckTales, Back to the Future, which we've covered on the show. Uh, Bobby's World, uh, Animaniacs, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Dale Rescue Rangers, Silverhawks, Rescue Rangers. The list is, is actually really long. Those are only the ones I want to list at the moment. But what we need to discuss very quickly is there is a musical number in this that you are going to have the pleasure of listening to. And the song is called Wonderful Ways to Say No. And it is written by Howard Ashman and Alan Mankin, who wrote all the songs for The Little Mermaid, Aladdin, and Beauty and the Beast.
0: Now you will come to you will you will come to understand that this is a song that they must have written on a Friday afternoon when they had started writing it at 4:30. Because it is not the same quality as the songs in uh, Little Mermaid at all, or any real, really any Disney movie. You can tell that they did this for no reason. Yeah. So, one of the things that I want to talk about first is this movie. One of my one of my favorite movies is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That movie, maybe we'll cover it at some point. But it's a it's a movie. One of the reasons that I really like the movie is that it combines animation companies you'll have disney warner brothers and a whole bunch of other studios together that have created a that create a movie they lend their characters this this uh psa does the same thing you have disney characters you have warner brother characters you have like i don't even know what some of the other characters are but it's it's a varied they're well, varied characters from varied different shows, and that's not something you ever see anymore. You don't have no. you don't have Disney loaning their characters, that's what made me think of no. that's what made me think of Who Framed Roger Rabbit because I remember a line from that movie where the the Warner some I think it was the Warner Brothers where they're discussing how Warner and Disney don't mix. Right? Yeah, and yeah. He, and he says, "Oh, I've got Dumbo on loan from Disney. The best part is he works for Peanuts, and he like throws peanuts out the window. Yeah, and it's totally like a, yeah. yeah which is a brilliant joke.
1: Um, so." With that said, just to give a quick synopsis, this is a a, a short thirty minute PSA.
0: Yes.
1: Where uh, a teenager named Michael is using pot and stealing beer from his dad, and he steals and smashes the piggy bank of his sister, whose name is Corey. So, Corey's product placement merchandise all come to life to help Corey find her piggy bank. Yeah, I think in I think but they find his drugs or quote dope. And decide to work together to show them the risks and consequences of a life of alcohol and drugs. So, in the process, uh, Michael gets high with an anthropomorphic cloud of smoke. And smoke tries to get his little sister to get high. And then eventually they give up drugs and they fess up to the parents. The end. If that was all we had to say about the show, we could be done.
0: Yeah, we But there's that.
1: really a lot to say about this. And I, I think we should start, actually, with discussing... Some of the voice acting, because
0: there is some really interesting stuff about the voice acting for this show. Yeah. There there are... We were talking about this just before we started recording. Two of the characters that are in this are Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck, historically voiced by Mel Blanc, who is the man of a thousand million voices, voiced pretty much right. every Warner Brothers character there is. Yogi
1: Bear, George Jetson, and, uh, you know, Yosemite Sam, Bugs Bunny, yeah. all these characters. Yeah.
0: So, this movie... Movie PSA came out in 1990. Mel Blanc died in 1989. This is the first instance of someone other than Mel Blanc doing the voice of Bugs Bunny and Daffy Duck since their inception. And Porky Pig, right? I don't think Porky Pig's in this one. He is. Is he? Very briefly. Oh, okay. Um, I missed. I must have blocked it out. Right. so Well, <laughs> there's a lot to block out. Yeah. So,
1: which we'll do with booze. Yes. So, I, I just, for those of you out there, There is, the the main character's name is Michael, and he's voiced by a guy named Jason Marsden, who, if you watch Gummy Bears, he's the voice of Kevin. but he's actually done a ton of stuff. He's prolific. He is actually prolific. I, I actually am a big fan of his. I like a lot of his work. He's Max from the Goofy movie, which we may end up covering at some point. Yes. And... I always remember him from Jedi Academy and uh, those games that came out in the 90s. Yeah, you know when you, he's you, done you, Skyrim and Fallout New Vegas. You had and, told
0: me you had told me that he was in Kodor, The Knights of the Old Republic, the video game. Yes, and, and I was thinking about it because I couldn't remember who his voice was, but I remembered who his voice is now. He's he's Dustal Onasi, Karth's son. Oh yeah, that's yeah. who he is. He's he a, he, he, has a, he always he's got that ability to do this like kind of semi childlike voice. Yeah, like someone like a kid, uh, uh, an adolescent who's really annoying. So a little bit of information about him, which is kind of interesting. He
1: is also JT's best friend in Step by Step, and he was DJ's boyfriend in an episode he was like the rich boyfriend when full house came back and they did what is it fuller house or whatever yeah they actually approached him to come back and redo it but it, he was like fuck no no he he's uh he was very gracious there's actually a scheduling conflict he couldn't do it, and they got somebody to replace him and actually fans were pretty pissed off about it uh, they were like they were like have you seen jody sweden's boobs are you sure you don't want to come back i don't want to talk about jody sweden uh hey she was she was she was a childhood crush Okay, she was a childhood crush until uh, she did math. And now now not now my childhood is ruined. Um so but on that note think and the of, and the drug of, PSA. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> so, it we have Michelangelo and the dad are both voiced by my, the original Michael Michelangelo's voice, which is uh Townsend Coleman. Who is Rory Riot from Gem that we and the Tick, we discussed this yes. in our in our Gem episodes. Now Winnie the Pooh and Tigger are voiced by Jim Cummings, who Does Darkwing, who we discussed this before, in Zummy Gummy? This needs to really be mentioned because he's replacing iconic Paul Winchell. Yes. And Paul Winchell is the original voice of those characters. And a little bit of a little factoid here Paul Winchell holds the very first US patent, along with Henry Heimlich, the inventor of the Heimlich maneuver, for the very first artificial heart. And they sold that patent later. I thought that was really cool. A I had, Renaissance man. I had no fucking idea at all. I was actually really impressed. It was very cool. As like a cardio guy, and with what I do for a living, I yeah. thought it was kind of cool. Uh, so, the dealer is voiced by a na- uh, guy named uh, Joey Dadio, and he's Wheeler from Captain Planet. Okay. Okay. Alf, of course, who's in this, is voiced by the original Alf, Paul Fusco. Now, Alan and Simon are both voiced by Ross Bagdasarian, And. The, uh, Ross Bagasarian's wife actually voices, uh, another character in this as well. But, but he is actually the son of the, of the guy who created the chipmunks. So... His dad created the chipmunks, hmm. the original creator. And then he he's now the one who does the voice for Alvin and Simon. Theodore's voiced by his wife named Janice, uh, Janice Carmen.
0: It can't be too hard to do the voices for Alvin, Simon, and Theodore when you, really all they do is they pitch their voice up like ten Probably. I,
1: I think originally there was some sort of something else going on. No, but, that's
0: what they did. Is they—they—they yeah. they they, He did the voice of all three of them, the dad, and it was right. all... They were all the same voice, and all he did was pitch his voice up because they all had exactly the same voice. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, the the one from the the Alvin and the Chipmunks from like the '50s when they did that original like the the hula hoop song. Yeah, and all that. yeah, yeah. That was just him pit him with his voice pitched up like ten. Oh, matches. I had no idea.
1: Yeah. Well, Brainy Smurf is voiced by a guy named Danny Goldman, and Brainy. I have to mention he is the persistent med student in Young Frankenstein. If you go oh, back, oh yeah, I you know we. We just had a, a major cinematic death, right? Yes. With the death of Gene Wilder not that long ago. And so some of us may, may have gone back and re-watched Young Frankenstein and Willy Wonka and some of these movies. So if you recently watched Young Frankenstein and you remember the persistent med student, that's the voice of Brainy Smurf. Okay. Okay. So Garfield, of course, is Lorenzo Music, who we've covered because of the Ghostbusters show that we
0: did. Exactly, yeah. The
1: iconic voice of Garfield. and uh, and And there's also several... Uh, of the baby Muppet Babies Muppet from the babies. Muppet Babies yeah. cartoon show. I'd I like to do that at some point. My wife loved that show when she was a kid. I remember watching it. Now, the most prolific voice in this lineup. Not prolific. The, the, most, the, the most grandiose voice. Yeah, okay, the most grandiose voice. He's not a huge voice actor, but this is George C. Scott. Two-time Oscar winner. He won for The Hustler. He refused his Oscar, but they gave it to him anyways. And in 1970, he won the Oscar and refused it for Patton. So General Patton was played by George C. Scott. He is the iconic Patton. When you think of Patton and the voice and all that from yeah. the movies, his voice that's is, him. His voice is what
0: you think of. Yeah, that's, that's him. Sort of raspy voice. But and, yeah. and if you
1: watch Dr. Strangelove, he's actually uh, Buck Turgidson. Now, Kubrick, who, who did Dr. Strangelove, I don't know if you know this, he actually filmed the rehearsals for Dr. Strangelove and used the filming of the rehearsals for the actual final for George C. Scott, because George C. Scott was notoriously guess, prickly on set, mm. so he used this as a way to like get his best performance. Oh, okay okay. Um, and he did taps with Sean Penn and Tom Cruise and stuff, and my... The voice I recognized him from is from Rescuers Down Under. He played Percival McLean, the, the the poacher, which is funny. So he's he's I, the, I know him from that and not from Patton. And then once I heard Patton, I was like, holy shit, he is Patton.
0: Yeah, it's um, funny because he's the bad guy in this movie. He's he He's he's the bad guy. He's the he's the anthropomorphic smoke from the from the weed. Like that, that's his name. It's smoke. Yeah. He also played the bad guy in, like you said, Rescuers Down Under. Both of those movies came out the same time. They both came out in nineteen ninety. Rescuers Down Under nineteen ninety. This PSA was nineteen ninety. So maybe it was it was just his bad guy year. It could have been. Yeah, but it, 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 yeah. it is. It is really funny to hear his voice coming out of the uh, anthropomorphic yeah. smoke what, cloud.
1: Once you, if you know who he is, once you hear, you cannot unhear it. There's no way. And and we have to mention Frank Motherfucking Welker because he's Slimer, Hefty Smurf, and Baby Kermit. and there's a bunch of additional voices and stuff uh bob bergen by the way is the one who did porky pig and uh and huey dewey and louie and baby gonzo are all voiced by russie taylor so so i just want to mention that we we got to pay homage to these voice actors because they actually do a pretty good job of the voice acting in this in fact it's really we discussed this in my little pony it's really hard to voice act and sing in the in the voice that you're voice acting in
0: yeah that is hard
1: and all of them do it in this, and they do a really
0: good job. Yeah. So, actually, before we get started, I want to I wanna address something. Chris brought a bottle of Crystal Pepsi, which probably hasn't been around since around the time that... The last time it was here was probably around the time that this PSA that's, came out. That's why I brought it. I so, have actually not drank Crystal Clear Pepsi since it
1: got taken off the market. It came out over the summer of 2016, and I honestly just never got around to picking it up. And I was at the gas station uh, filling up my oh, tank.
0: You got some gas station crystal Pepsi. I did
1: get gas station crystal Pepsi. So I'm going to open this. And we're going to try it. Uh-huh. And we're going to see if it's any good. And see if it rots our insides. Mmm, delicious. <laughs> smell those
0: chemicals. Does it smell like Pepsi? Does it taste like Pepsi?
1: It it kind of tastes like Pepsi, but <laughs> but the, the kind of like caramelly, roasty flavor of a Pepsi. Is, you, you got to try it, Sean. Just try it. It, it, it's, smells like Pepsi. It's, it smells like Pepsi. It smells like Pepsi. It kind of tastes like Pepsi, but it doesn't. I don't really know what to think. Right? No, it tastes like Pepsi to me. It kind of tastes like Pepsi, but not.
0: I don't know what it is. But it's weird. It's I, weird that it's clear. I like. I like my. Uh, I like my colas to be dark and full of caramel coloring. Yes, unless yes. they're unless they're uh, lemon lime. Yeah, that, that was
1: that was interesting. And now the new uh, Crystal Clear Pepsi added caffeine because that was a big complaint at the time. Yeah. And they don't come in glass bottles; so it's plastic. But. I thought that would be fun for us
0: to try. All
1: right. So let's so, jump
0: in. Let's right, Let's jump into this this mess. You
1: know where we got to start, though, right?
0: Oh, so I, I think I know. <laughs> I think I know, and correct me if I'm wrong. So this video, it was a straight-to-video straight production. Yes. And the beginning of this video, like Chris said, it was produced... Or yeah, was, you, I knew was, you knew where I was going. It was going. created, produced, whatever, by Ronald McDonald House Charities. And so the beginning of this video, and the end, incidentally, but the beginning of this video is really fucking kind of disturbing... I mean not I mean not, maybe that's the wrong word but the video starts with a song from the Ronald McDonald charity house sung by so Sean physically and, and developmentally disabled
1: children now Sean Sean, Sean has Chinese mentioned the quote stories. Burger King Kids Club as, as, like a trope of the 90s and the 80s and this is it's like they 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 bored into Sean's psyche and extracted his <laughs> his idea of what that represented and then threw that shit on, on the screen. They literally say, well, what are all of the physical disabilities that we could pick? What are all the ethnicities that we could cover? And it's like they did it on purpose in a way that's that's almost offensive. Yeah. Like, I don't like <laughs> I have no problem with with showing people who are li- who living with their handy capable lives and the the challenges that that brings, and I and I think that that's great, and I, the the work that Ronald McDonald Charity has doing is great. I fully support that. What I think is weird is it almost feels exploitative. A little bit. It feels exploitative, and and I'll tell you why. So they sh- they the star the song is called "Love Lifted Me," and and they're all singing it. And it's like "Love Lifted Me," and so they do this like for a few phrases, maybe a couple of bars. And then they just jump immediately into a choir of young African American children, uh, which really don't—it it doesn't fit the the Ron McDonald Charity like message of the like the the disabled. And yeah. I felt like, are they putting this in here just just to try and feel inclusive on purpose? They're, like these like- these children aren't disabled; these are perfectly normal kids, just who have who actually sound sound pretty good. They. Happened to be able to sing, and it, it made no sense. I didn't understand what the yeah. hell they were doing. It was a choir. It was a black choir of, right. of children. But it was all—it was like intent. It was almost like they were trying to be like, "Look, we're not racist. I promise." But it ends up looking kind of racist. Yeah. Um, Some so, of my best
0: singers are black. Yeah, that's that's basically what they're trying to do. <laughs> and they they show like a black kid in a wheelchair, and they throw him a basketball as he's getting like lifted into the the van. <laughs> And it just it just feels a bunch sil- of bunch of like uh, 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 there's a uh, several Down syndrome like- guys like working at McDonald's. See, and it's just essentially they're using those
1: guys for like free labor in that in that video. Yeah, probably. Uh, I, I personally I found it to be
0: kind of offensive. Do you want to be in a cartoon commercial? Here, it, sign this release.
1: Yeah, it's like now we own you. <laughs> um,
0: so this <laughs> ends. It, it, it's it
1: it happens to take way too long, and it, then it goes into this opening with. President George H. W. Bush, Barbara Bush, and then their dog Millie. Yeah, and, and it just is so silly because this happened in. They filmed this obviously while he was still president. So well, he
0: was president from eighty eight to ninety two. So this came out in ninety. So he's in the middle of his presidency.
1: Right, it's in the middle of his presidency, but but they're past that hundred day mark when like a lot of shit gets done.
0: Yeah, so, I actually I actually was reading. And this this uh, PSA was broadcast in other countries. Yes, and they did they did uh, in Australia, New Zealand, and Canada. And, and it was and each one had an intro from that country's head of state, their prime minister, prime minister, and whoever the it
1: is. intro that was shown in Mexico was telecast. It it also was introduced by its then president. So it was, uh, was that um, uh, what was the guy. I don't, I don't. I can't
0: even remember him to make the joke. The I'm guy, sorry. The guy I from, d- no, the guy from Narcos. Oh,
1: I don't know who was president of no, Mexico in 1989. About, I'm talking about.
0: Oh. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about the drug kingpin. Oh no, Pablo it was, Escobar. No, was it, was it Pablo
1: Escobar? No, that was the drug friend. kingpin.
0: My friends. No, that was not. It was not him. Um, I know that I get most of my drugs. That's this. All the money for these countries for my drugs, but please pay attention to this very important message about drugs. I'm Pablo Escobar.
1: <laughs> that would have not worked very well, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> although it would have made it funnier. Yeah, um, it would have. Perhaps we should do a re-recording of the actor who's currently playing es- uh, Pablo Escobar for Narco and have him do like a <laughs> new intro really and then put it up on YouTube. That would be actually really funny. Um, yeah. So they this, this show, the, um, the background and the house are drawn in the same style, uh, visual style, as uh, Alvin and the Chipmunk show from the 80s. I love that cartoon show, by the way.
0: We're the chipmunks. Yeah,
1: I know. I loved it. And there, there's now a remake. My kid loves the chipmunks. Um, oh. And it's basically a, a copy over from that one. The Like like the, the neighborhood's drawn the same and Dave's drawn the same and the same outfit and the whole thing. Poor uh, Dave. It, it's all, it's a full CGI. Uh, not like the CGI half live action atrocity that's out now that my kid also likes. But but it's like full CG and it, it like I even remember plot points that are copy and pasted.
0: But at any rate, so this 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 PSA this show starts with a shot of Corey's room. Corey is the little sister, and like Chris said, I think they did they did they, they referred to these guys as tie-in characters because there she's got merchandise all over her room. She has a Smurf comic book which. I mean good for her I guess she's reading a comic book about Smurfs. She's got and this was probably the weirdest thing in the room in my opinion. She's got a framed photo of Alf. I was I have notes about this same the same
1: damn thing because okay so Alf Alf was a TV show that ran from 86 until 1990. In fact, the last episode of Alf happened in March of 1990 and this came out in April of 1990. So technically Alf ended on a cliffhanger in March and it yeah. got canceled. Yeah. And and then he's being shown as like this major character because he was a big deal. Why why the show got canceled it, it's another discussion yeah. but um but the show is actually pretty funny. And the idea of a framed picture of a puppet on yeah, your bedside
0: I- is really weird. I was thinking I was thinking like if in and my this, youth, it, if I would have had a framed picture of like Bugs Bunny sitting on my on my dresser or a framed picture of Mickey Mouse, it's just so weird. Your you would friends have,
1: would have wondered like what animals you abuse in your backyard.
0: Yeah, you like, would, like, you're just you, a psychopath. You would you would think that they'd be like a a poster on the wall, not a framed picture on your dresser. Oh no, it's super weird. I'm not not gonna lie. I thought it was really creepy. So so
1: so somebody steals a piggy bank and the Smurfs are in a comic and, and the Smurfs turn to life. They, they come to life and they break the fourth wall right off the bat within their realm. But then they turn and talk to the camera. So they break the fourth wall and then they break the fourth wall again. That's like 16 walls getting broken. It, 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 fuck me, right? Yeah. And so they jump out of the comics. Well, they, they alert all the Smurfs and then they jump out of the comics. And, and so apparently, ALF can come to life, yeah. And
0: Garfield can come to so life. So Garfield is her lamp. She it's a it's a Garfield that's sort of in that sleeping position that has a lamp. And Garfield thing. Garfield does not want to help until Alf threatens to eat him. That's okay. I wrote that down because. <laughs> so if in case you're unfamiliar with Alf, which I have to say too that the the fact that the show is called Alf and that everybody calls him Alf when his name is Gordon, his name is Gordon Shumway. And ALF stands for alien life form. And everyone just calls him ALF. And he's like, yo, my name's Gordon. Assholes. He's like, all right, ALF, calm down. That would be like me calling you HS for homo sapiens. Yeah. It's (laughs) weird. So ALF in the show always threatened to and talked about eating cats. That was his thing. Cats were like a delicacy on Melmac, which was his planet. Right, right. And I can't believe I'm remembering all this shit about ALF so you remember more than i do <laughs> i
1: i you say it and then it's like yeah. oh
0: yeah but I'm so, like in the
1: moment no you, your your total recall is strong my friend yeah
0: so the melmachians ate cats as a delicacy so when alf comes out of the picture and he asks hey someone stole Corey's piggy bank garfield you want to help us look and he's like no no i'm just gonna lay here i'd rather eat lasagna yeah, or something i'm not gonna get up it's it's hard having a I think he says it's hard having a have a lamp shade coming out of your head. And then Alf goes Alf goes, Hey, let me rephrase that. How about you do it or I fucking eat you? And Basically, like, yeah. And he, he's like, Oh, in that case, let's go. And he like rip he literally rips the, the lamp part out of Garfield and Garfield gets up and starts walking around. Well, at this moment,
1: the chipmunks, they come to life out of a record. And Alvin doesn't want to help either. Apparently, Alvin and Garfield should just be friends and say "fuck everybody" and go well, and Alvin's live on their
0: watching, own. Alvin's watching TV. Yeah, he's watching somehow TV somehow in it's, in a record
1: jacket. Yeah, it's weird. Like they can walk out of the record jacket and then walk inside, and it's like their realm. It's very weird. Yeah. Uh, and and so there's a stuffed poo, a stuffed poo bear that can come to life. I was
0: going to say, please specify. It's a stuffed uh, poo bear. Yeah,
1: it's a stuffed Mr. Hanky from uh, South Park. Howdy ho! <laughs> <laughs> that, that's I, I don't know why, but that's all I can think of uh, when I was watching it. Uh, there's a, a, a Muppet, Muppet Baby. Baby Kermit alarm clock yeah. that comes to life. Now, okay, so at this point, we need to have a talk. We need to have a, a sit-down like big boy talk because... This is a very special message from your friends at Childhood Remastered. <laughs> Slimer, Slimer is in this as well. Now, at this point, Slimer just phases through the wall like no big deal yeah he just comes out of nowhere now no we have to mention this that he phases through the wall which means he is a ghost in the world of michael and cory which means the ghostbusters are real no well okay (laughs) it means that this psa happens in the realm of the ghostbusters yeah which means that technically we could have got the other
0: the other ghostbusters and they don't show up damn it and you know what What's his name? Is the voice of Ray? Isn't he? Isn't Frank Welker the voice of Ray? He is. Fuck. Yeah, we could. We had two down.
1: All we needed was Arsenio Hall. Uh, I know. And, and then Lorenzo music's oh, uh, uh, there too. I yeah, mean, yeah. We well, had voices. He we would know. have. I mean, we were. We would be close at least at that yeah. point. We'd have three of the four. Yeah. So, if so Slimer
0: phases through the wall and eats some weird cornucopia lamp that she has. She has a lot of weird lamps. Yeah. They.
1: So she's got this stuff, and, and she's looking for the, the piggy bank, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's like, where did my piggy bank go? And Alf, Garfield, and the chipmunks, they go looking for the piggy bank, and they hide under her brother's bed, and they find his weed and see him busting the piggy bank open. Now, and uh-huh. at this point, okay, so Alf says, Wally never did this sort of thing to the beeve <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> And I was like... This is 1990. <laughs> There's no kids watching this that are going to be like, "Oh, leave it to Beaver." I understand that reference. For those of you at home, <laughs> Leave It to Beaver was a live action kind of sitcom that was on in the 1950s. Yeah. About Beaver. Uh, Beaver Cleaver. Beaver Cleaver and his family, and uh, Wally was his brother. Yeah. Wally Cleaver and it, whatever. It. it, it <laughs> the idea that that's a joke that kids would get. I, I just didn't I thought man this is a really dumb writing. yeah Did they even think about that at all? They would have been better off making like a pop reference to like a music video or some some other nonsense. but we get to leave it
0: a beaver joke We're fucking lame. So um, one thing I noticed too going back to um, going back to the chipmunks how you, how you were you know they, they live in their they live in their uh, their jacket, their their record jacket. So I noticed that the chipmunks can change their size at will. Because they're small enough to fit inside the record jacket and walk in and out of it. But then in the next instance, they're like child size like they normally are in the cartoon. So they walk out and they just change their mass and composition and they get bigger. And the same thing happens with a lot of them. I didn't
1: even notice that.
0: Yeah, they go from being small. And I I watched this twice.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. (laughs) Well, I watched it once. Just like I watch a lot of these. In fact, all the stuff that we do, we watch. I watch at least twice. So I watched just once. You're just, way
0: more. You're way more uh, a thorough. Yeah, <laughs> I that's
1: watch, a word. <laughs> I watch. I watch all of these twice. So I watch them once as just like a it's like a run through, and then I watch it again. And I, you know, things that I remember, I jot down and stuff. I I, I didn't notice that in either watching it. Yeah, this. yeah. So so,
0: so ca- if you think back, if you think back. They have their, she has, so this, this girl, Corey, the, she's little, she's like seven or eight, nine years old. She's got a whole bunch of just cartoon shit all over her room and she's got, she's got the Alvin and the Chipmunks record, vinyl album, and it's lying on the ground up against the wall and it's got them inside of it and they are small enough to be literally inside of it, Small, smaller than the record jacket and they walk out and they're still that small but then in like a scene later, they're normal sized chipmunks. That you would see in the cartoon. One of the things, too, is you've got you've got Alvin Simon Theodore and Alf and Garfield that are in Simon's room that are trying to find the piggy bank because that's where they think it's gone. Then you've got the Smurfs who are trying to wake up Corey to let her know that her piggy bank's gone. So you've got the Smurfs and you've got Pooh Bear, and Pooh Bear goes and he's like, they can't wake her up. They can't figure out how to wake her up. And Pooh Bear's like, oh, if you wake up Kermit, he'll usually wake up. Corey, and so kermit's the alarm clock so they go and they wake up kermit and he rings and then she wakes up and she's like my piggy bank's gone at, at this point we've got half the tunes under the bed
1: and they see this box and and one of them actually says what's in the box and all i could think of was what's, what's in, in the, the box, box? <laughs> and i was just like open the box and have a severed head that yeah. would have been a much more interesting show but it didn't happen and okay Alvin says it's either a major science experiment or a big no-no. And at this point, I hear something I never imagined I'd hear chipmunks say. And it's said by Simon. I wrote this down too. Okay. He says that marijuana is an unlawful substance used to experience artificial highs. And then I just thought, I, I never thought that I would hear one of the chipmunks talk about weed. I just thought... never, never, never would I have thought that ever in my life. <laughs> I just... It was kind of a weird out-of-body moment. I thought, man, my my like teenage self would have loved the shit out of this movie. I just At thought it was if
0: I knew it was <laughs> I thought it was funny that so they're under the bed and he shoves the thing. And if you there's a famous PSA, and I don't know, famous, infamous, where you know there's a there's a kid lying on a bed and the dad comes in he's like yes, he yes. has the box of drugs. You gotta answer me. Who taught you how to do this stuff? You, alright? I learned it by watching you.
1: Parents who use drugs have children who use drugs. The dad, if I remember right, has like a really like creepy 70s fro with a... With, with a, like a, a, a mustache. With yeah. yeah. So yeah. he
0: comes in, he has the box, he's like, he's like, what the hell is this? I found this in your room who taught you to do this stuff? And he's like, it's like, you did! You alright! I learned it from watching you! And that's what it is, it's like this kit, he's got a kit, he's like a fucking dope fiend, he's got this kit under his bed that has all his drugs it's in it. It's so
1: ridiculous, the idea that like a kid would have a drug
0: box. Yeah. I mean, really? So like, sh- come on. This when he is- shoves it under his bed, the reason that he shoves it under his bed is because Corey comes into his room and she's like, hey, have you seen my piggy bank? And he's there and he's smashed it, and he's like putting the coins in his pocket, and she's like, that's Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. And she asks him uh or she says that he's quote acting
1: weird and asks what's wrong with his eyes. Okay, and we get a cut to like this overdrawn image of Michael's face, and he looks like he's ten going on forty five yeah. with these like <laughs> bags under his eyes, and he's, like, these like these dark nothing, circles bitch. and wrinkles. Uh like I just imagine him like in another five Yes, he would just sell like this. He's selling pie in New Jersey. <laughs>
0: he's, <sighs> he's smoking through the tracheotomy. That's exactly what I
1: imagine. Is they just they made him fucking haggard out of nowhere, and then they go back to regular
0: animation, and it's gone, and he looks normal like a regular kid. So they he and it shoves just, it on he shoves it on yeah. the bed, and he and then they open it up, and then like you said, Simon gives a description of it. But I want to know why does Simon know what weed smells like? Ooh, I didn't think about that. Because he's like, I "I think I know what this is. This is marijuana. Your Simon sounds
1: like Mickey Mouse,
0: by the way. It does. Oh, boy. Oh, God. (laughs) Let's smoke some doobies, kids. Oh, boy. God.
1: I'd watch the shit out of that. So that'd be so hilarious.
0: Hey, man. You want to jerk me off while I smoke this doobie? (laughs) 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 Oh, my God.
1: I just got, it. okay, so my kid watches Mickey Mouse Clubhouse and I just got a visual of like Mickey Mouse and like all the, all the cartoon characters in like a, like a circle of, like around Minnie Mouse. I just, okay, we just we, let's cut there. Let's cut because it's too much. I can't, I can't handle.
0: Circle p- jerk. Let's, <laughs> let's glaze us some donuts.
1: Uh, Sean's giving us insight into his frat days here. Uh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so at this point, Michael storms off and all the students decide that they're going to help him. So... Michael needs help, guys! So they jump out of a second-story fucking window to chase after him. And Michael... Ends up, okay, so i got to make this 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 mention. I, I don't know if you... Did you notice this? So they're at the... Michael goes to this arcade, which is like where all the, the drug kids hang out, apparently. That's is, where I hung out! Because video games and drugs apparently go hand-in-hand. Hand. This yeah. is in that time when... It's the Devil's when, Playground. Right, yeah, when video games apparently... Make you kill people and do drugs right so he's in the arcade and the very first kid that we've seen it's it, it's um the the camera is looking at the arcade and it pans to to essentially stage left to to the audience's right and as it pans to the right we see this teenager with male pattern baldness and a tank top did you notice that he's he's like <laughs> all, the right, full... all right all right no for real that's exactly I I wrote down Matthew McConaughey (laughs) so so it's so creepy because I had this moment I was like is that Matthew McConaughey are they trying to tell something but but the the timing doesn't work out right yeah it's you gotta watch it for those of you who who decide to watch this show either before we release or after uh, you go go to this point and take a look I promise he looks he's got from about the back of his head forward, the the male pattern baldness where he actually has hair, it looks like neutrino hair from the from the turtles. Yes, and then he's like full on bald with a comb over, uh, and he's got this uh, he's got this really just weird like egg headed shaped body. Uh, yeah. God, I can't I can't get over it. Well, and so it's,
0: they they cut to these kids and they're 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 smoking weed in an arcade, which in the bathroom. I've, I've been to a lot of arcades. And that's a big ass bathroom for an arcade, and I've never smoked weed in. Well, no. I have. I ah, know I've never no, smoked weed. I've in never arcade.
1: smelled weed in an arcade yeah. before.
0: Maybe in the parking
1: lot, but not <laughs> the in best, the
0: bathroom. The best part of this whole scene is that they they're smoking weed, and then one of them is like, "You know, I've got this other stuff. It's a lot harder. We should smoke it. It's fucking crack cocaine." <laughs> yes. Okay. <laughs> <What the> so <laughs> shit! They're like, yeah, because yeah. that's the logical progression, and not just marijuana. That. To
1: crack cocaine. Okay, not just that, but before that, they're in the bathroom token up, and the smoke turns into our new friend's smoke. This anthropomorphic smoke, which who's talking, and everyone else is able to respond to him, which means that they are in the middle of a collective high. They're right in the midst of a collective high. They are seeing the same shit, and then when they're offered crack, they're all eager to do it. They're all like, yeah, let's do this shit. I'm ready to smoke rock. No. It's like 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 uh, Tyrone is here
0: and he's ready to go. Yeah, I got, I got some, you got some of that 3-day uh, weekend still. I, I smoke rock. Now, I don't want to ruin anything, but collective highs and collective hallucinations is going to be a theme for this entire oh, yes. fucking okay. thing.
1: Th- this is my first there are several, but this is my first comment mm. about it. Uh it 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 does not end here. And at this point Michael thinks that he's being chased by cops. Yeah, so they they like
0: they hear cops
1: and like cops yeah. run. And they drop
0: the fucking crack. They're like, "Let's drop the crack in the bathroom. There's no way they'll be able to track yeah. this to us." Yeah, they run away and the cops the, the cops are chasing them and all the kids leave. They ditch and he's like trapped in an alleyway and he doesn't know where to go. And you see this this silhouette of a cop walking up. And this is the this I thought was funny because as the cop is walking up, Michael starts going I'm so sorry. I, I it was just it was my friends. I, I'm I didn't mean to do it and this is him admitting that so, what he's doing is wrong. So snitches get
1: stitches right here. Yes. Okay, because he's he writing his shank- friends out.
0: Yeah, he gets shanked right. No, so but that's <laughs> the thing is that He should. He- it's the thing is that he admits freely, like, what I'm doing is wrong, and I am so sorry that I did it. Which means we don't need the rest of this fucking PSA. Yeah, but then turns out that the cop isn't a cop, it's Bugs Bunny in a cop hat. So Bugs Bunny apparently
1: is real, and not just somebody's hallucination, or maybe it is, we'll discuss this later. Yes. So
0: Bugs is, is, so he shows up, and he says... One of the things that, that so Bugs is like, what's going on? what's what's going on with you? And then Smoke comes back. He's like, you were running from a rabbit? What's wrong with you? And then he says something about Bugs being a cartoon. Yeah, that's right. He's like, you ran from a cartoon? You're a fucking pussy. And then he goes, well, look who's talking. And that was, like, Bugs Bunny was the one. He, like, looked at the camera and, and goes, look who's talking. We're all fucking cartoons in this thing. Yeah. Guy. Which means that Bugs Bunny is actually Deadpool. Dead, dead
1: he is he's deadpool it makes sense so michael claims that he started because he quote wanted to and and so bugs then decides to time travel
0: which which is no, 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 no. weird Hold it's on. weird i have to say before that i re- <laughs> so he drops he michael ends up dropping some stuff and bugs picks up a joint and he i, I said that hearing bugs ask michael if this is a joint that was, like, unreal to me. Like, is this a joint? Like, what? Bugs? Did you just ask this fucking kid if he has a joint? It's another one of those moments where, like, did Bugs Bunny
1: just say joint?
0: Yeah, that's what I said. And then they yeah. go and they, they time travel. Yeah, and then they go time travel. I, bo- uh, I borrowed it from some coyote I know. Like, so
1: so Bugs. Bugs Bunny realizes that their world is not real, and now they're going to time travel. This means that either he is completely fucking with Michael and they're not time traveling, and he's just like you're time traveling, Woo. Diddle, 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 diddle. exactly. Or they're really time traveling, and he's messing with Michael really hard. Yeah. So they tra- they time travel back to when Michael first first got high, which is two years ago. Yeah.
0: It's like oh, that's me when I'm a kid. Like, like he, two years
1: ago, guy. Yeah. Like he can't remember two years ago. Yeah. Like two. Okay, so you were a kid two years ago, and now you're a full fledged forty year old man. Yeah. Since when? Oh, since your bag's under your eyes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Everything is black and white when they time travel. (laughs) And Michael turns out that he got high because he didn't want them to think that he was scared, which is bullshit. He made his choice. He should lie in the bed that he made. I said Um, that...
0: I said that... So he goes they go back in time to two years in the past and they're playing like frisbee or football or something. And he ends up behind like the school, right? Of course. It's always behind a building. And so you got the cool kids, the quote unquote cool kids. I just did the air quotes for those viewers that can't see back at home. Um, And they're sitting behind school and they're like, they're like, Hey man, what are you doing back here? And then with, without any, without any reason to, they like, Hey man, you want to get high? You want to smoke some of this weed?
1: You want to smoke rock?
0: They like, they they offer him weed for no reason. And then when he's like, I don't know, that's drugs. They're like, come on. Come on. They, they lay in straight to like the peer pressure bullshit. So
1: this is 1990. So the so marijuana is not like widely accepted. You're not just going to offer weed to some like random kid you don't know who might knock yeah. the shit out of you. Yeah,
0: that's what I'm saying. So he like this random kid that walks up that they don't know. And these are obviously like high school kids and he's like 12 or something. We're recording this
1: episode kind of towards the end of... 2016 and weed is is far more culturally accepted it's legal in several states either for medicinal purposes or recreational and at this point if you're if somebody walks up and catches you smoking weed it's highly likely that you might say hey hey man you want some and they'd be like no thanks." and like that's where it ends but this is 1990 when it's like a misdemeanor to have under a certain amount and a felony more than like what an
0: ounce yeah something like that. so
1: so that's like considered intent to sell these kids could have gone to jail yeah
0: there's no way they're gonna just offer some (laughs) narking like 10 year old kid a bunch of weed i just thought it was funny that they ran like some you got to imagine the scene of someone randomly running into them while they're smoking weed and they go hey man what are you doing hey you want to smoke weed like, no, nobody does that! I don't run it, like, at a bar. If someone bumps into me at a bar, I'm like, Oh, dude, you want to drink a drink from my fucking cup? At like, this point, though,
1: Bugs basically tells him that he's dumb and to, quote, believe in himself. Like, what kind of bullshit platitude does that have to do with anything? Yeah. Nothing. It <laughs> really- has nothing to do with anything. And Smoke argues that he might- makes Michael feel good, and Bugs essentially argues that It's only temporary and Michael will end up exploding is what he references. Yeah, With the
0: visual cues, it, it makes it look like that if he keeps smoking weed, he will physically explode. Because what he does is he hooks up smoke to a bike pump and he pumps him up until he explodes. One thing that I thought was funny is that Bugs essentially says to Michael that shit happens to everybody and everyone has to deal with it. And using drugs to deal with the shit that happens in your life is a sign of someone who's... Poor excuse for a human being. Essentially, yeah. And that's not going to get people doing
1: drugs to not do drugs. This PSA is awful. Yeah. And it's also not going to convince kids who have problems who are thinking about doing them from not doing it. If anything, you know, uh, we could get into, we could have an multi hour discussion about the failed war on drugs and how dare is bullshit and how none of it works and how it actually increased drug use among kids. We could have that discussion all day. Yeah. But at the end of the day, this is what they were trying to do: was to keep kids. And, and, and honestly, kids shouldn't be using drugs. Like I, I have a kid; kids don't need to be using drugs. They should live their life. You want, you know, you want to experiment with some methamphetamines and some uh, bath salts, and you want to eat people's faces? Do it far away from me. Do it far away from me. But but this is this is not an. Eff- we just need to just just talk about the elephant in the room. That this is not an effective way to get kids to not do drugs. This- it is not in any way. And and I get that they were doing it mostly because it was a way for them to get ratings for free because because the production of this was essentially supplemented by tax by tax write-offs by the federal government. They were able to produce this essentially on the cheap, almost yeah. for free. And 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 the 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 charity that was donating the Ronald McDonald House was able to actually get money federally to help them fund this too. Yeah. So this was all really just a big tax scheme. There's there, none of nothing about this was actually going to work, and I think they knew that. You but know, the, it made them feel good, so they did it. Part of, I, I have to discuss that because part of it bothered part me, me watching me, this, thing. part
0: of me thinks, and it, it happens a lot where part of me sees this and they and I think that okay, this is what middle aged ad executives think is the right thing to do to talk to kids. You know, it, it's, it's awful. It's, yeah, the, cla- it's, 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 it's the classic. Conundrum of how do we talk to kids to get them to do what we want?
1: Yeah, I see like a sixty-year-old guy in a with a a hat turned backwards saying, "I'm cool, radical, dude." Yeah, that that one falling
0: off a skateboard. That (laughs) one, yeah, that one video clip of uh, Steve Buscemi. How do you do, fellow kids? (laughs) That's exactly what I visualize. But that's that's essentially what this is.
1: It's just like older people trying to act cool and trying to talk to kids in a way that they think is going to work, and it's completely uh, just completely just
0: it's just so dumb it doesn't work at all so after bugs gets done with michael michael is back with his friends and they're hanging out and they're smoking weed and one of them goes oh hey i've got like i know how to get this really good stuff we just need some money and they literally steal michael's wallet to go buy crack and he goes chasing after them for ten dollars they buy 10, crack for yeah. ten bucks so he goes chasing after him and as he's chasing after him, that's when Michelangelo like oh. moves, a, moves a sewer grate. Well, before this... No, you're right. Go ahead. I'm so, sorry. I didn't mean to... Yeah. No, so he moves a sewer grate and Michael falls through. And then he picks up the sewer cover, manhole cover. And he smacks Smoke because Smoke's chasing after him. He smacks Smoke so they both fall into the sewer. They're sitting in shit water. And he's like, what am I doing down here? And then Michelangelo lays into him about doing drugs because that's what they do. That's well, what all that, the cartoon it, characters it, in this show do. It, yeah. And if, if what all are you
1: the, doing, man? Of all the turtles, Michelangelo was the one that I remember we previously discussed is the <laughs> most likely to probably be high, high. 24-7. And the water is pink and orange tie-dye yeah. when he meets Michelangelo. it' a very weird. Acid
0: trip bullshit going on in the... It consumers. looks like it.
1: Now, just very briefly to, to dimension... I have to mention this. <clears throat> he had no problem doing crack before in the bathroom of the arcade. And now that he's about to fall in and, and he's uh his friend took his ten bucks and wants to get rock. Now he's apprehensive. It's like, his money.
0: The rock was there. So he was fine with, with smoking rock for free, but not yeah. spending
1: his own ten bucks yeah. on it. It's my it's my then, money. You
0: ain't using my money to buy rock. Now coca. it's now it's
1: morally bankrupt to smoke rock and when it's your ten dollars. But when somebody else's let's get high I think
0: it's more like he's just physically bankrupt because they took his ten dollars to smoke rock. That's probably true. Yeah. So now they end up in the sewer, and Michelangelo pulls this like giant drain like plug. Bath
1: plug. Just bloop, and they transport onto a roller coaster of the human brain with baby Kermit and Baby Miss Piggy. And at this point, okay, this we discussed this. At this point, I had the thought, and and we don't need to go into it yet, because and we'll mention it later. This is the point when I have a thought, what if. This entire show is a hallucination. With the kid cracked out in his bedroom, having just, just like, tweaking, just, just blah, blah, yeah, blah, blah, having pissed blah. himself in his bed. Yeah, the, this is the point that I had this moment, and I don't want to go further than that because because we're gonna get there later. But at this point, the roller coaster is essentially used as a metaphor for the quote ups and downs of getting high um, with bigger the ups quote the steeper the downs yeah and and they do it
0: through the power of imagination because that's what the that's what the muppet babies do and oh that's right that's right and the background is
1: all like kind of a a purpley blue psychedelic tie-dye kind of yeah and gonzo a baby gonzo shows up and claims that this is just quote one artist
0: uh conception yeah and shit gets trippy fast and Michael asks, this is probably the most psychedelically disturbing part of the entire epi- the entire show. No, you're right. And at this point, Michael, uh, Michael, excuse me,
1: asks, where are we now? And they, uh, they don't answer. And then he goes, we're inside me. And I laugh so <laughs> I, I laugh I've so never hard. been
0: inside me before. I've never been inside myself.
1: But now that I oh, do, God. it feels so good.
0: <laughs> this <laughs> is like weird Uncle John. Oh, I remember this from Christmas. So many memories are coming back. This and is why I do drugs. Now, in real life,
1: it shows him get high and try to skateboard with zero coordination and yeah. fall on his ass. Somebody help me! And then he wakes up and we get The Wonderful
0: Ways to Say No. Yeah. It's a song which we'll play right now. Well, you look like three fine lads. You know, I might have something here you'd like to try Something to make you feel real good. There's a million wild and wonderful ways to say no. Don't No say No say. No Better learn a few and take them wherever you go. No thanks, no sir. If you're does let's get high. Here's a practical reply. Go ahead, let's slice, spit right in his eye and say no. no. There's a million international ways to say no. Those ducks are so boring. All around the world the smart
1: guys are giving up go. No. I'm in training for football. People, they just that works fine. Cause the bottom lines to show
0: me this single.
1: Now you could say, "Beat it, get lost, get out of my face with that stuff," but that could be tactless. You may prefer cool like
0: this. I'll catch you later, okay? I've got too much homework. It's rough I'm late for my baseball game and I'll miss my ride. My kid sister needs me. My hipster guy. There's no
1: time to kill. So I'll catch you later. And during the song. We see Alf bust through the goddamn Berlin Wall. What the hell is that about? The Berlin Wall! What? What? No. Uh, Okay, so there's lots of weird imagery, and you can hear how terrible they sound. But as I mentioned before, they do sing this in their original voices, and that I have to applaud them on. That, I I think, is great. But the song is just awful.
0: It's so bad, Sean. So this song is... This song introduces Huey, Dewey, and Louie This is the first time that they show up a, a couple of the characters in this show only show up for this song Huey, Dewey, and Louie are, are three of them yes. You also have Tigger He Ooh, shows yeah, up Yeah, you're right So, Huey, Dewey, and Louie I wrote down that it's funny Because Michael loses it when he sees Huey, Dewey, and Louie This is the point where he was like Okay, I have smoked too much weed <laughs> yes. Because he says yes. He sees the three of them And he says, quote Man, I've gotta lay off these drugs <laughs> Because he sees three fucking anthropomorphic ducks,
1: <laughs> like the anthropomorphic turtle yeah. and the come to life like shit that you're, is in your sister's bedroom. No, that's no, no, fine.
0: No. no, no, it's it's the ducks that have it. Yeah, that's so, it. So after the after the musical number, he winds up on his bed and he's like lying on his bed and he wakes up and he's like, "Oh my god, is this whole thing a dream?" And I was right. I was fucking right. Yes, yeah, so he- I was so happy with. I I I jumped out of my.
1: I jumped off of my couch. Blaze at 420 and sleep in your room and dream about cartoons. I was so happy that I was right. I felt so good. I was like, yes, I'm so validated. God
0: damn it. So sister- This whole show has been a hallucination. Yeah, and, and that's what you think from the start, too. You look at what's going on and you're like, is he just tripping balls the now, whole fucking time? Yes. Yes, he absolutely is. He is tripping balls. But they back skate on that immediately, though. Because,
1: because right away he still is talking to Smoke and he's still talking to the characters. So it was like, yes, I'm right. I feel so validated. And then, and then you're like, wait, no, this, this isn't over. This isn't, that wasn't enough to convince him. Yeah. No. No. So, Corey busts in and wants to know...
0: She's like, what's going on with you, Michael? We used to be friends. You're 14 and I'm 9 and you used to talk to me like I was your friend.
1: And he's like, I was too busy masturbating. Leave me alone. No, it doesn't work that way. Like, get out of my room. Like, no. I broke a hand towel in half. (laughs) It <laughs> probably... <laughs> so, yeah, no, it's, it's too far. Um, but but Corey busts in, and she wants to know why he won't tell their parents. And I just started laughing. Bitch, hey, i doing drugs! What do you want from me? <laughs> like, really? Like, the, the the drug, like, smoking 13, 14-year-old is gonna go, like, rat hey, himself out to his parents? At this
0: point, these has got... His parents were probably in their 20s and the 60s. They're hip to it. They're fucking hip they to it. they probably get high with him. They're like, they're like... They're going in raiding right his stash. Oh, he's got the good shit this week. Yeah. yeah, let's do this.
1: Well, well, he threatens to hurt his sister, and he she ends runs up hurting off. her. He ends up hurting her. He grabs her wrist, and he answers,
0: hey, "Michael, you're hurting me."
1: And this is where we get another one of those like, "I don't look so good." Oh, and then he looks no. at himself, and he looks like this like haggard middle aged meth user. Yeah, it, it like with the bags under his eyes and everything else. Well, this is where and Alf, Alf, shows Alf sucks up. him into his drug box. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he's he literally like a. No, he just, like, gets sucked in like a tornado. Yeah. And Alf shows him a funhouse mirror and claims that it's what he really looks like. This it's is your this,
0: future, man! It's
1: a zombifying, green-skinned, 90-year-old meth user yeah. <laughs> instead of himself. And, like, all the, like, the Muppet babies and all them, like, they all look normal, but for some reason, he looks like he looks like
0: something out of The Walking Dead. Yes, yeah, so it turns out drugs are ruining his life, or no, they're running his life. Yes, because he goes through a thing. He's like, "Let's go see the man in charge." He's like, "Me, yeah. hey, I'm in charge. I'm in charge of my own life." And he goes to like the man in charge. It looks like it, it looks like uh, Mr. Burns' office from The Simpsons. Yeah, and it turns out that smoke is running his life, which means that yeah. drugs are running his life.
1: And Corey sneaks into Mikey's uh, into Michael's room, and uh, Smoke suddenly appears. And he, Smoke throws poo into the closet and tries to get Corey to get high. And we get this, like, uh, trippy, super dangerous carnival with buzz saws. And Michael running around.
0: And he ends up for a I while. said it was a carnival of peer pressure. Because that's Ooh, what it was. That's what realize, it was. Because the whole time he was in the carnival, it was like, come on, Michael. You know you want to. Yeah let's do it Like every time he went Bounced from one thing To another uh, see, it was I
1: saw this Like his inner cravings Like his
0: Like wanting to, to Reuse that Well, because That was, was uh, I remember from Dare That the, like the, the big thing Was peer pressure And oh, it like was Because your friends Are doing it Therefore you will too And, and that was one of the things That Bugs said to him At one point Where he said Oh you're it's right It's that classic question If all your friends Were jumping off a bridge Would you go too Oh I forgot And then he smokes the weed And he goes Huh It looks like you would Jump off a cliff.
1: Oh, that's when they had the uh, the flashback, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I completely forgot about that. Yeah. But now that you mention that, I remember he did mention the the jumping off the bridge thing cuz I thought that's a, okay as a parent trope that like, well, if everybody jumped off a bridge, no, I wouldn't jump off well, a bridge. What if the bridge was on fire? I would jump off the bridge if it was on fire. Okay. <laughs> There's a reason for people There's to jump. There's water below, the bridge. I will live. Like, leave me alone, buddy. But if
0: bungee cords are attached to our foot.
1: Yeah, so especially if you're a kid, like you always have what ifs, always always have what ifs. So
0: this whole scenario, this whole this whole carnival thing is is it is a uh it's a scared straight thing. That's what the whole purpose is because he goes through all these horrific things and then he goes and he talks to the, – the cartoon characters end up coming to him and they all say these platitudes to him, which I wrote down a couple of them. Well, they do end up in a Daffy
1: Duck Swami fortune teller tent too. Yeah. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. Because that is fantastic.
0: Yeah, uh, da- and Daffy tries to read his fortune through a bowling
1: ball. Oh, yeah, that's right. Which and then he makes a joke where he says that explains the seven ten split. And then and then Michael punched him in the face. <laughs> that would be great. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, we, we see Michael's future with him as this again this zombie fied uh, like nine year old meth user. He's like, this uh, is my future with the shakes, just like lying flat on his back, like just like convulsing in, in a cold twerking. sweat. And he so then he busts into his own bedroom like out of nowhere through the closet. And throws smoke out the window into garbage and tells Corey never to do
0: drugs. And then they go tell their parents. Okay, hold on. I have to say before that though, that while he's still in the carnival of peer pressure, that's when all the cartoon characters come to him and give him these platitudes. And I wrote down. Oh yeah. And I wrote down some of them because they were awesome. Oh, thank you. Because I that was not something I, I wrote down. Alf says to him, and this is where he's trying to like come to terms with the fact that drugs are running his life and that he's going to you know lose he's going to become this horrible shell of himself if he continues to use drugs so Alf says to him you use you lose and then bugs says to him what's up doc is your life if you don't cut it out then really then kermit says there's nothing cool about a fool on drugs Then I completely forgot all of these. Then Huey, Dewey, and Louie say, just believe in yourself. And then Michelangelo says, yeah, you're excellent just the way you are. Without
1: drugs. So I have to actually compliment Sean uh, on some of his voice acting here because his (laughs) Michelangelo and his Mickey Mouse are pretty good. Outside of that, some of his other characters need some work. But uh, actually, my my wife mentioned uh, as she was listening to uh, one of our other podcasts that that your voice is like your Ganon from Legend of Zelda is actually really good. <laughs> it's, it's really good. Uh, it's not hard to be. It's not hard to be Ganon.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, well,
0: I can't do it. So um, no, I just sound creepy. So the message at the end, which is actually a halfway decent message, the message at the end that I took away from it is that because smoke that he th- like you said he throws smoke out the window and smoke winds up in a trash can trash bin or trash truck and then he says he says you can't get away from you can't get away from me that easily i'll be back i'll always come back and he's like he's right i'll always be here Yeah. yeah he's like you he's right you know he'll always be back so the message is is that temptation will always be there and peer pressure will always be there it'll never go away so you need to be strong and say no and then the actual movie at the end after the credits ends with a eight hundred number for like drug use. Okay, so I, I just have
1: to make a mention of this because the music that plays at the end credits reminds me in a, of an auditory version of the uh, the Hang in There Kitty poster. <laughs> <laughs> it's fault fo- like it, just close your eyes. Listen to it. A million billion wonderful ways to say no. Well, it's like this weird instrumental, like kind of bing bing, bing 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 version of that. Yeah. And and all I could th- all I could think of was was some like a uh, like forty five year old woman named Sharon who uh, who spends all her time in a cubicle and says Happy Monday and she's got <laughs> hanging their kitty posters, but not ironically, but like because she actually like needs to look at them for self affirmation. And like that's exactly I thought. Well, if there was a fucking. Auditory version of that. that. That's it right there. And then and then we get another Burger King Kids Club. It plays at the end, after everything. Yeah, the McDonald's
0: is the at same the thing the at DHS. the beginning. It's the same thing that happened at the beginning, the McDonald's Club charities, whatever. So, like Chris said, this movie ends with the with Michael and and Corey going to talk to their parents about his drug use. And really, I think we've 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 said a lot about this. That this was With the best intentions, this movie was made. Because it was... See, I don't buy that. I think it was a cash-in. You really think so? Like, how much money did they make from it, though?
1: I mean, it's not on what they made from it. It's what they made on the advertising. Maybe. You know, because think about it, it was simulcast. It was simulcast. Which means we don't do that anymore. If, you, if it like, was simulcast, the, like during prime time. The, the, so that, that's so something, they that's something all gotta... were gonna make money. This is prime time. It's simulcast. They get to at, they get to broadcast it for free. Now the, the Ronald McDonald charity is probably gonna get a bunch of money into their charity as a result. But the broadcasting companies decided to do it because they're like well shit, nobody can watch anything else. This thing is terrible, but they all gotta pr- they all gotta put this thing out too. That, We're gonna make a load of money on this.
0: That's something you really, really have to think about in today's day and age. Like we today, today we have a million channels. You can watch anything, you can watch the internet, you can watch You could not watch TV. You, you can, can do streaming and yeah, online can, and everything. You can watch whatever you want. You have a you have literally a myriad of options open to you. In 1990... There was cable, yes, but not a lot of people had cable. You had your major networks. It wasn't like in the fifties and sixties when they only had the three networks and that was all anyone ever had. But still, you, there really, were you, had you had four. You had NBC, ABC, CBS, uh, CBS and, and Fox. Fox, and that was the, that was the, the basically that was it. That was what you had. This this movie was simulcast on all three of them to, and to, on most of the cable networks. And to 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 have the equivalent the equivalent of that. In today's day and age, you would have to simulcast it on like 200 channels, and At and imagine Hulu time. and
1: Netflix yeah. blocking out all of their programming and only letting you watch this shit for like a day. Can you yeah. imagine that? I can't. I can't even imagine what that would be like. There's no way it would ever happen. I no. I, I mean, I saw this uh, honestly. I saw this as a cash in, uh, mostly because if you know much about the the war on drugs and and the the ineffectual. Process of that, or the fact that the CIA helped fund some of the initial drug use in the United States, we we could get way into that. I don't need to go down that rabbit hole, but but
0: it it just is so ridiculous. See, I I saw I saw it more, I guess, in a noble. Like, they were trying, they just well, failed miserably, but they were trying.
1: You're our white knight, Sean, <sighs> and, I, and I'm the pessimist, Yeah. so welcome,
0: welcome. Welcome to the internet. Yeah, welcome. that's it. Let's meet our
1: candidates. Uh, I also, I have to mention, because I do have my kid watch all these shows with us, that I did not have her watch this, because I didn't feel that the sub- uh, subject matter was appropriate, so I, she just didn't want so it. So you
0: just want your daughter to do drugs?
1: Is that That's what you've just told me. You yeah. want her to do drugs. My two and a half year old baselines black tar heroin. I will buy her her first crack pipe. First, she, she, her second. You'll have to buy the, You'll have to do the... <laughs> oh no. <laughs> no, you know, a two and a half year old doesn't even understand what drugs... They get high spinning in circles and, and climbing in cardboard boxes and looking at you know zebras at the zoo like they, they don't
0: need anything else
1: sometimes so when,
0: sometimes when my blood pressure isn't doing what it's supposed to be i get high when i stand up too fast yeah that's called orthostatic pressure yeah
1: yeah yeah uh, so i i just <laughs> I, I decided not to show this to my kid now um i i think at the at the end of all this would we recommend this no no i would absolutely not no i would because it's funny if, I think this thing would do the opposite of what it was supposed no, to do. I, I
0: think it would cause more people to do drugs. So so
1: that's actually where I was going to go with this. I was going to say... Oh, you want people to do drugs. Well, I kind of do. So in this case, I would say if if you live in a state where it's legal uh, or in a country where it's legal, then go ahead and do something uh, illicit and then watch the show. Or if you're in a state that's not, go ahead and get drunk. And then, and then watch this because it's really it, – it will make you laugh pretty hard. It is – it is – it's funny as an adult to watch. It's
0: funny if you go into the if you go into this whole thing assuming that it's a massive drug trip. Because that's yes. what it should be. That's really you're right. That's exactly right. So in that regard what's, what's, it's funny. What's funny What's funny about the whole thing is that the cartoon characters come to life and they're never questioned. They're never questioned by any of the principals in this, and in they the come show. to life by other characters in
1: the in the presence of other characters, and there's no questioning that either.
0: No, it's like you you've got a you've got a teenager who's like fourteen or fifteen, whatever he is, and then you've got a. a I figured he was like thirteen, but
1: but whatever. Well, yeah, I
0: figure he's in high school, so he's like fourteen. Okay, and then you've got his younger sister who's like ten or ten or eleven or something. And she's still sleeping with a stuffed animal, so I imagine I'm she's like, like nine or eight. Yeah. So you've got a 13, 14 year fourteen-year-old and like an eight or nine-year-old. And their, their toys and their paraphernalia come to life. And they're just like, oh, Pooh Bear, you can talk? And he's like, well, yes, but you've never asked me anything. So they either slipped her some drugs. Yeah. No, or nothing. And, oh, then they're and they're totally just like, oh, no, the, Smurfs. You know, the Smurfs didn't actually, now that I'm thinking about the Smurfs, were in the very beginning, but then, then that's, they never they're show gone. Up they're, yeah, they're everyone gone. else, everyone else was in the rest of the The movies. Smurfs
1: are only during the hardest of the drug trip, right in the beginning. Oh, it yeah. Shit got real, real fast. Real, and then real. after that, then as things like kind of teetered off, then they
0: disappeared. Maybe the Smurfs got so, like, maybe the Smurfs got cut up and snorted. Ooh, Wasn't that what Gargamel was trying to do? I don't, I, you know, I haven't watched the Smurfs in 30 like years. I am really, years. I am really confused at Gargamel's motivations. Sometimes he wants to eat them. Sometimes he wants to turn them to gold. Sometimes he wants to snort them like black, like whatever, like crack cocaine. I I, have, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. You sh- you sh-
1: talking about snorting crack cocaine, we know. So I I don't do I drugs, don't so. s- I don't
0: do drugs. I just I just drink. I like drinking. I like the booth. Uh, I'm Irish I like my drug is alcohol
1: yeah Sean and me are both bred for alcoholism so, yeah. so.
0: <laughs> I'm also Italian so I like to drink some wine yeah
1: I'm I'm German and Native American and French so I'm, oh, also, God. I'm also I'm like the trifecta for alcohol so yeah. so oh, you know, so we're gonna end this episode with um, you, you know I Sean and I were talking about this we we like doing this PSA. It's like a once a one-off. And we're gonna do some more that are movies. Yeah, we and like movies. I
0: like we we've been doing a lot of TV shows and we're not done doing TV we're shows. We're gonna do more, but But we we were we were talking about doing movies. We're we're only gonna do the next four are yeah. gonna be our next four episodes are gonna be movies. So we what we did is we took a couple of movies and we put them on paper and we put them in a hack. Yes. Here are the movies that we were that we have put in the hat. We have put An American Tale from 1986, The Neverending Story from 1984, Mr. Boogity, if you remember that one, it's a Disney That's movie. That's my four.
1: personal request. It's from a live,
0: 1986. It's
1: a made for TV movie from Disney.
0: Yeah, I remember it. It's so bad. I, I can't it. wait. It's going to be great. The Hobbit, my fingers are crossed for that to yeah. be on there. The Hobbit, The Hobbit Animated movie from 1976. Also my request. We also have a Goofy movie from 1995. We have Fern Gully from 1992. Um, we'll, we'll have, if that ends up on our list, we have a special guest for that. Yeah. Uh, we also have the most recent one that we have is Romeo and Juliet from 2011. We have A Rock-A-Doodle from 1991. And the last entry on the list is The Flight of Dragons, which was my personal favorite movie when I was a kid from 1982. So, so what, we've literally put these things in a bag, and we are going to pull out what, four? We're going to pull out four, and the
1: order in which we pull them out is going to be the order that we review them in. So, yes. here's
0: the first one. First one is Chris pulled it out of the bag. First one is Ragadoodle. So, that's going to be number one. Rock-A-Doodle is number one. And
1: then the next one that we're going to do is uh, let's see, what do we get? A Goofy Movie. Okay, so Goofy Movie is number two. I love the music in that movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, I can't wait to do that one. one.
0: Oh, looks like we're going to have a special guest. The third movie we're going to do is Fern Gully.
1: Oh, yeah, we're calling her on the spot. So Sean's fiance is going to be on the Fern Gully episode.
0: (laughs) The last movie we're going to do is The Flight of Dragons. God damn it.
1: I get... Okay, so so the others here, That's American cool. Tale, Never Ending Story, Mr. Boogity, and The Hobbit. We're going to have to do those we're later. We're still going to do them, yeah. We're, we're going to do these four. We'll go back, we'll do some TV shows, and then we, we'll we do some movies sporadically. We're, yeah. we're going to keep these, this list here because yes. these are ones that were kind of like personal picks for us. Yes. So so I guess the next one after this is Rocket doodle
0: Rocket doodle
1: <laughs> Yeah, Glenn yeah. Campbell. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Oh, oh that's going to be
0: great. All right, so I, this was fun. Yeah, it was fun. I love doing the movies. I like I like doing this. It's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a nice break from the shows. Yeah, and so, uh, we will We will try and keep the movies to a, a single episode. I think we can probably do that. Yeah, they're going to be about an hour, hour and ten-ish. Yeah. yeah. I hope you've enjoyed this. I sh- certainly have. Would I mean, we've already talked about this, but you would recommend this uh I would recommend this to adults
1: who want to watch this and drink or get high, but not to children. Not to children and not to sober adults. Hmm. It's punishment to, to both of those categories. Yeah,
0: I mean the songs are pretty good. Yeah, no, I I, I, I drink beer while I watch this. So. I
1: did, I didn't actually, but <laughs> oh, I, I did. If well, I watched want, it. I watched it twice. So, <laughs> if you
0: want to watch this, you can find it on YouTube.
1: Okay. You and can, there, there are streaming websites. There are places you can go.
0: But you if can you have
1: questions, it. you can ask Sean and I where we watch our shows. Yeah. We'll you be can, happy to, to discuss in person. But or, you can definitely
0: find this one on YouTube. It's not that hard to find. No. No. So if you want to hit us up on Twitter, our Twitter handle is at RemasteredCast. That's at RemasteredCast. If you want to send us an email, it's childhoodremastered at gmail.com. It's all one word, childhoodremastered at gmail.com. And we have a Facebook page.
1: And uh, you can get in touch with us there. Leave us comments, concerns, complaints. We won't listen to any of them, but you feel free to leave them there anyways. Yeah,
0: it's Facebook.com slash Childhood re- Remastered. Feel yeah. free to message us there or on Twitter or on email, either way. And, you know, we, we can't do this episode without thanking our, uh, our new music that we're using now. Yes, we are eternally grateful to John Howarth for the use of his song, Nascent. You can check out all of his music at soundcloud.com slash John Edward Howarth. That's H-A-W-O-R-T-H. We'll put a link to it in our uh, description and on our website.
1: Yeah, his music's great. So go
0: go take a listen. Go check him out. And uh, I guess that does it for this episode. Yeah, that'll do it. This was fun. Yeah, I hope you enjoyed this trip down memory lane. And until next time, I'm Sean. And I'm Chris. And this has been your Childhood Remastered. We will see you next time mm mm-hmm.